Once again to Cinema Snack Bar. I'm Rob Alley. And I'm Zeke Tucker. And we're here to talk about the movies you love and the foods that help make them awesome. Uh, today we have a particularly, this is Zeke's second pick um, yes. in our series. And it's, uh, it's a movie that I think is pretty universally loved. It's like one of the big, it has you to know, be. this is one of the DreamWorks like tentpole pictures. Yes. Um, and so uh, Zeke, why don't you tell the people what we're talking about today? We are talking about one of my top three animated films oh. of all time. Okay. Um, and in that is Lilo and Stitch and uh, The Lion King, two of, okay. you know, the best ever. But the only DreamWorks to make that list is Prince of Egypt. Of Egypt. This Deliver is, Yes, it's the Lord's movie. I wanted to do that. It is the Lord's movie, and it is just one of the greatest film Moments of all time. I have no clue else okay. what else to say about it, but it is it is unreal. All right, we're talking about Prince of Egypt, and it's a Passover movie, like or it's it's the, the story of the beginning of uh, it, Moses and the beginning of the Exodus story, right. which includes a big pivotal Passover scene. Um, and so we're going with kind of a Passover theme this week. We're making lamb uh, and hummus. Neither of which actually appear as food in the movie. Right. I don't think this any- is a stretch, but I could not go without covering this movie. Yeah, it, yeah. But part of the part of the Passover ritual is that you uh, we won't get too far into it, but it involves eating lamb, and uh, we'll get to the rest later. I don't think any food appears in this actual movie except for maybe like grapes or something like <laughs> a pomegranate. Right. Well, like maybe I'm not even sure. I don't about even that, remember. But- I don't even remember if I saw any food because normally I make a list of every food that's like featured in the movie. Yeah. And I was also crying and enthralled uh, <laughs> with the movie. So I didn't make as many lists as normal just okay. because I was just full crying at the burning bush. Okay. Let's dig right in uh, to Prince of Egypt. This is the um, kind of opening salvo for DreamWorks as a studio, right? This was their yeah. first animated feature for sure. Right? It was the most expensive that wasn't a Disney movie up until then. Okay. Yeah, so it was 1998, which every time I'm just baffled by that. If the, if I saw that this came out in 2015, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It was just exceptional on all levels. Uh, yeah, it came out, it was rated PG, came out in 1998, and it was an hour and 39 minutes long, and it was directed by Brenda Chapman, Steve Hickner, and Simon Wells. Jeffrey Katzenberg, which okay, yeah. he, he used to work for Disney, Disney yeah. pitched this to um, Michael Eisner several times. And every time he was like, no, Disney didn't want to do a, 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 a biblical feature. Yeah. yeah, because it feels like, you know, picking sides. But DreamWorks went for it. And I praise the Lord that they did that because <laughs> it made Prince of Egypt. And if you're going to go, if you're going to do a religious movie, you kind of can't go wrong with this story. Right. Because this story is foundational to the three largest faith organizations in the world, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam all accept this story as canon. So, um, I mean, you're leaving out a few people, but it's not that big of a gamble to do Moses, you know? Yeah, exactly. Everybody's, not everybody, but 
a great number of religious people are all in agreement on this particular right. story and most of the details therein. So you're not going to offend as many. Yeah, However, you're pretty it was safe. banned in several Islamic countries because was you're it? not supposed to uh, feature. You're not supposed portray. to show a prophet. You're right. not supposed to portray a prophet. So it was. I mean, it made sense to me. It was. Uh, it was banned in Egypt. I was like, ah, oh, that kind of feels like <laughs> that kind of feels like uh, Germany not allowing uh, right. Nazi movies or something, which yeah. they don't. With that, I mean, they're they're good about that. They're like, yeah, we made a mistake. But <laughs> Egypt, <laughs> Malaysia, and the Maldives. Um, okay. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. So apparently, in a few uh, Islamic countries, they were like, no. We're not about it. I mean, yeah, I can see that. If you're being going strictly by that, yeah, like you never, that's why I remember a few years ago, I think it was South Park did a thing where they had a, they used Muhammad in an episode oh. and, and there was a big uproar about it because that's one that's of a the big deal. absolute big no-nos in Islam is that you just don't, um, you don't portray the, yeah, the prophets that way. When they, when Christians were like, ahead. throw Jesus in everything. We're like, literally, <laughs> have y'all ever seen, what's the movie, Dogma? The Kevin no. Smith movie with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and whoever, they literally have like, what do they call it? The Catholic church is trying to like update its image. And so they, they start using this thing of Jesus. They call him, I think they call him buddy Christ. Oh no. And it's either buddy Jesus or buddy Christ. And it's, and it's like Jesus doing like double guns. Oh, I've seen that. Okay, okay. I've seen that many places. And it's like, Oh, that's hilarious, but I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's like you, you just feel a little guilty. You're like, God, should I laugh at this or right. should I just feel bad? And then you yeah. normally just do both. Yes. Uh, let me go a little plot summary here. According to IMDb, Egyptian Prince Moses learns of his identity as a Hebrew and his destiny to become the chosen deliverer of his people. Wikipedia adds the first feature film from DreamWorks to be traditionally animated. It is an adaptation of the book of Exodus and follows the life of Moses from being a prince of Egypt to a prophet of the Lord chosen by God to carry out his ultimate destiny of leading the Jews out of Egypt. Um, now, if you're watching on video, you will see that we, we've we kind of had stuff in front of us uh, before that's had something to do with the movie. And you, you might see that today I have Frank Miller's Superman from the uh, comic book series, The Dark Knight Returns. And you which, might think- Which shocked me. I didn't understand it. And you, I still don't. Yeah. You might think, what does Superman have to do um, with the Prince of Egypt? But I'm going to share with you a little story. Okay. So there is a guy named Michael Uslan, who is a producer uh, of a bunch of DC movies. Okay. Okay. And one of the first ones that he did was, I think the 1989 Batman, the first Michael Keaton Batman. But when he was young, when he was in college um, or, or postgraduate something, uh, he approached a college uh, about doing a comic book class on about teaching a comic book class there on campus. And so they were like, I don't think so. This is not a serious art form. You can't prove that there's any, you know, you can't really prove that there's any, any merit to this. Right. right. And so he says, okay, um, do, do this. You, you, you know, Superman, right? And the guy's like, of course. Yeah. He's like, can you tell me the origin of Superman? And he's like, yes. So there's, uh, you know, this, this planet, um, and it's in, there's a great danger. And so to save their son, this, um, you know, mother and, and father, they put the, um, a baby in a spaceship and they send it to earth, um, hoping that it will be okay. And then it gets to earth and, you know, it's raised by another family and it turns out it has this, um, you know, this great strength and is like a, becomes like a savior figure, um, you know, on earth. And he goes, okay, great. He's like, now can you tell me the story of Moses? And the guy goes, got your class, <laughs> right? Like without oh it just, gosh. it goes, Oh, okay. Right. All right. So I don't, I don't have a Moses pop figure. I don't even know if they, <laughs> it, 
Last night I was thinking about that. I was like, Funko Pop, come on now. Yeah. Like, let's make all of the Prince of Egypt because I would, I would go bankrupt when buying I, all those. <laughs> when I was little, I definitely had little like Bible action figures. Did yeah. y'all ever have like, no. when, when there was still like local Christian bookstores and stuff like that, oh I definitely had little Bible figures that would like, I remember I had David and I think I had Samson and whatever. And they would come with like a tape that you could play that had a story. You know, I, I have pretty vivid memories of it. <laughs> I did so not Samson have any of those. enormous? I got, uh, you know, he's bigger than David. David, you know, yeah. Um, so anyway, I've got Superman. He's the closest thing that I had to something related uh, to, to Moses that I could put in front of us. Super Moses. <laughs> Super Moses. Uh, this movie won uh, one award, won the 1999 Academy Award for Best Original Song. That would be When You Believe by Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, which we'll uh, Which is talk actually about. my least favorite song on the whole thing, whole mm, soundtrack. I think I agree. I just, I, I, I like, it's great. Yeah. It's great for what it is. It's, it's great for what it is, but I don't super love it. Like you put deliver us up next to that. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm running a few laps on deliver us. Uh, it was nominated for best original score as well. I was a little surprised that it wasn't nominated for like best animated feature right? or cause what, I don't know what else would have come out in. Well, it got critics kind of choice animated. award for best animated film. Okay. Yeah. But not like an Academy no, award though. I was no, thinking like, like, yeah, were they, when did they start giving out Award Academy Awards for Best Animated Film. Maybe they do, didn't do that yet. I don't really know what that I is. I have no clue. I don't know. Producer Whitney's on it. She's already she's already on it. Okay. Um, let's see. A few thoughts on the movie, unless you have some more background that you want to get into. I do, okay. I do have one thing. The okay. production team, I was. this is such like, uh, this shows the intensity at which they cared for this movie. The production team conferred with roughly 600 religious experts to make this movie as accurate and faithful to the original story as possible. And I just feel like that's not a typical movie thing. 600? 600. And at the end, most of those were like, they did a really good job. Do you think it was like a a class? (laughs) They just brought in, they brought in all the, I mean, it probably, it's probably like they, they went, I think they uh, conferred with some Islamic, uh, some Islamic, uh, like imams experts. And yes. Oh. They, for some, uh, pastors, priests, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So they conferred with 600 though. That's a lot. It is a lot. Like, I mean, I feel like if I conferred with 20 good ones, I'd be like, <laughs> that's enough. But they, they probably got like the 20 best. And then all the rest are just like Joe Schmo down right, the road. Yeah. It says the Academy award for best animated feature was awarded in 2002. Okay. First. Okay. Oh, so that's why, right. because this would have freaking won. Yeah. This okay. would have won that. This was, it took me a long time to warm up to DreamWorks um, just because I was so steeped in Disney. You know what I mean? That DreamWorks was intentional about having a different look to their animated characters and stuff like that. And they went for, I guess, probably more of a realism as far as the the way that they drew, you know. Yeah, it's like a more a slightly more rigid line. It's, it's less yes. cartoony. Yes, absolutely. You know, it, the, the first scene when she puts Moses in the water and it, her hair, you know, like closes uh, up on the mom's face. Mm-hmm. I just go. That's a, I mean, that <laughs> like is a I, scene. <laughs> that is that is beautiful. Uh, all right, let's just kind of walk through the movie. Um, I I don't know why, and I guess this is just the result of me being a dad at this point. But the the very opening of the movie it starts with. The, the theme of oppression, right? The very first thing that you right. see is this, is this thing of oppression and deliver us is the opening song. But the way it starts out, I watched it. And my first thought was, this feels like if frozen was about slavery, you know how frozen, please, please explain, <laughs> you know how frozen opens with that chant song. Yeah. The like, uh, I can't think, you of know, it. That one? And break the oh. frozen oh, heart. Yes, yes. <laughs> right? It's like that. I was right. like, this feels like the beginning of Frozen, but it's about oppression. Like, 
<laughs> but it's real. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. Yeah, it really happened. Um, my second thought was that this movie is literally dark, like not just dark in subject matter, but I was like, I had to check the brightness level on my TV to make sure that something had not happened. Did y'all, did y'all have that? I, I don't know why I, I didn't notice that. Now that you that. say it, I think about it. I just went, it's not, I want to see it more brightly. Like obviously the opening scene is kind of in darkness. There are a lot, you know of, I mean? there are a lot of dark scenes. There's the, you know, most of the plagues are in a dark moment. Yeah. I think why I don't think that is because when I imagine Prince of Egypt, I normally imagine the really bright sandy desert scenes. Yeah. So I, I just didn't pay attention to that. I, I don't just, know why. I'm like, I just wanted it to get a remaster or something. I did, you know? Okay. I did notice that last night because I was, wa- I was watching it and it's that part where Jethro is dancing around the fire. And I was like, this is maybe one of the darker scenes I've seen in cartoons because in cartoons, it's like this, like you, you watch a Batman movie. Yeah. You're like, okay, half of this, I'm not going to be able to see, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be able to see half the action. But on that, I was like, this is darker I, I did think about that. I was like, this is darker than I would normally see a cartoon. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure that it was intentional. I just think that, I just think that like, I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't come back and brightened it up. You know what I mean? Like that was probably yeah. where things were at the time. But like, I would, I would imagine that Disney goes back in and like whatever the peak of brightness technology is they right. try to keep their movies there. You right. Know and they mean? just take them all and they filter it. Through yeah. That. So in a way it felt like it felt to me like I was watching this in an older format than what it should have been just like streaming it on Peacock. Right. You know? Um, but I, I don't know. Anyway, that could, could have been just me. Um, okay. So we, we have, of course the, the big drama in the movie is the relationship between Ramses and Ramses. We have, so we Ramesses. had, we had Ramses. Ramses. And then <laughs> now we have Ramses, uh, who is, uh, portrayed as Ramses the second. And the, the big drama is the relationship between Ramses and Moses. Um, and while it makes for a compelling narrative, there's actually not a direct, at least in the, in the Christian Bible, there's not a direct biblical narrative linking Ramses to Ramses the second to the Exodus story or placing Moses and Pharaoh in a relationship to the degree that they're portrayed in the movie. Right. Right. right because they're um, seen as brothers. Yeah. Um, there is some evidence suggests that the Pharaoh during the Exodus story could have been Ramses the second, but some suggest that the Exodus story happened much earlier than the reign of Ramses. So like it could be either, or, you know what I mean? It kind of depends on who you ask and what right. scholarship you're, you're buying into. Um, that said, I don't think the creative license does, I think it helps add some potential. Obviously, it adds drama to the movie. Right. It adds some potential perspective to the movie. But it doesn't like ruin any of the staple, you know, uh, pieces of the of the right. story. It doesn't do like damage to the to the heart of Correct. the story. And that's probably the kind of stuff that they were, um, you know, talking about with religious leaders. That they were like, "Are we okay to like infer this?" You know what I mean? Um, and so, but I think it. I think it works. I, I've yeah, never. I agree. I don't know people who are like. Uh, up in arms, you know, about it. They're like, okay, we get it. It's a movie. It's, you know, whatever. And there's a, there's a note, right. That says at the beginning of the movie, yeah, it's like, the this very is beginning. like, this is fictionalized or it doesn't even say fictionalized. It says, uh, there's creative license involved, you mm-hmm. know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I have this and I, I have a question to ask you about it. Okay. I don't understand why this is phrased this way, but one of the trivia things I found was that since it was one of the most highly anticipated movies of 1998, it was sent to theaters under the title Edgar Allen. 
to disguise the real title before the world premiere. So Edgar Allan, which Poe, yeah. Prince of Egypt. Why would they oh. not send it? Why would they not send it just as Prince of Egypt? I don't understand what the context of that they is. Didn't, they didn't want a print to get stolen. So like... In other words, if somebody found oh. it, the actual, because they're sending prints in cans. Okay. You know what oh. I mean? And I didn't so, understand it. I was like, I, now everything is just completely digital or whatever. I mean, it might not be in every aspect, but I just went, why on earth are they sending it there like that? But they sent it as Edgar Allen to that's represent really, Poe. That's Prince really of funny. They put more thought in that than they had to. Right. Unnecessary, but also really <laughs> wonderful. Right. You got to love a good, at least when you find stuff like a, like that out and it, it was clever. You know, right. I, he goes, all right, fine. You're cl- right. You know, and clever just- enough. I learned, okay, so during my research, I learned that the only two films that came, the only DreamWorks animation films that came out in the 20th century were uh, The Prince of Egypt, you yeah. know, one of the greatest of all time, and Ants. Okay. Yeah, nope. and Ants, uh, <laughs> I, Ants, I feel like, is the non-Christian version of a bug's life, which is not true. I know that, but I feel like a bug's life is the good Christian version of ants because ants has ants is like mil- military curse words. I don't know how else to explain it. I think there's some like militant things in ants and it just always, that was pre Shrek. So, uh, B B S B Shrek before Shrek. Right. It was, it was before Shrek. So I wasn't used to like curse words in kids movies yeah. or like preteen teen movies. So I was like, what is this? It just shocks you when you see an animated bug cursing curse. And you I just, just go, go oh. what is this? And they're uglier than a bug's life. I yeah. just go, they're no one pretty. wanted this. Like no one wanted this. So those were the two films, uh, in the 20th century that DreamWorks animation put out. I think, I think maybe that's one of the reasons that I didn't really trust Prince of Egypt to be any good. Like I didn't, I, I thought, okay, DreamWorks is new. All they've done is ants, and it was garbage. Garbage and, pails. Um, and it was just a ripoff of A Bug's Life anyway. It's like, did you it, like? Did you really split from Disney just because like you wanted to do this bug movie your way? <laughs> is that really what happened? Like, right. was that the cause? It was the bug movie. Uh, but anyway, but and then uh, and then I also just didn't didn't trust him to like tell the story faith. I just figured this is going to be knockoff, you know, like low quality garbage so the so what you just explained i was like oh dreamworks had an exodus where they left at first it was a little rough it was ants okay it was ants you know you're not doing well it was the wilderness wilderness. ants is the wilderness but then you get to prince of egypt which is for sure the promised land it was dreamworks it it is milk and honey all over uh so so yeah DreamWorks had an exodus from Disney and this is what happened in wow. d- the, their promised land. So was Jeffrey Katzenberg is Moses is <laughs> what you're saying. He is. He is. Apparently he was really hard to work He's with like, too. Really? Yeah. He was like, I, that's what I read is people were like, he is incredibly hard to work with except for Prince of Egypt because huh. he, he was like, it is my, it blessed. it's blessed. <laughs> he was like, this is my way. This is my way. This is how I'm going to do it. But he worked really well with others on Prince of Egypt is what I read. They were like, we were surprised, but he was like, this is bigger than me and uh, it's important. So he was like, I'll lay down what I think it should be and uh, work well with others. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. There's a really interesting scene where Moses has a vision of the like um, wall art. That's not the right word. Hieroglyphics, I guess. Wall art. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we know what I'm talking about. Come on. He has, a, he has a vision of the hieroglyphics coming to life, you know, and it's showing the, the life of his adopted heritage as one of the oppressors of the Hebrews. And now you see, you know, the real, the real tension in his life present itself, right? That right. becomes his problem. Everything's great till then. He's like, I'm living it up in the palace. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm king of the world. Um, prince actually of Egypt, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like not to make everything about us, but it does make me think about the realization that many of us in the U S have had about our own country's origins. And that like many of us, who, especially who are white, have had about some of the shortcomings and wrongs that we see in our own heritage, if we're willing to admit it, um, which is a whole other thing. But, um, you know, you just, this realization, like he cut, he has this like moment where he goes, Oh, I like, I haven't been thinking about the whole story. You right. know, like I've been, I've been raised with uh, like rose colored glasses on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not necessarily blinders. Like he's, he saw that there was oppression, but it was, it was okay. It was fine right, because right. I'm the oppressor. I'm in charge, you know? <laughs> exactly. So like, I don't everything, see the problem. Everything seems fine when you are at the top. You're like, everybody's okay. They're yeah. down there because of their own problems. Yeah. I don't see the problem. Like I'm, this is how it is. And so this is my, my reality is that I'm, I'm good. You know, right. Uh, whatever. Um, also Moses killing the Egyptian man is portrayed in the movie is, as kind of incidental. Like yes. it, it, it's an accident. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, the, he, he, so he sees a, a, a Hebrew slave being beaten and Ramses tries to, tries to stop Moses from going away. Right. So he, so he, it's, it's almost like he's trying to stop this guy from getting beaten and oops, bumps the guy and he falls off the scaffold. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is pretty different from the, you know, from the Bible recording of the story or, you know, or the, um, the Jewish Bible recording of the story as well found in Exodus, uh, Exodus 22, 11 through 15, if I may. Okay. You um, may. Here's how that reads. One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Some trans some oh, translations dang. say like literally he like bludgeoned him to death. Like it's like yeah, pretty violent. To strike someone know. dead, it takes a little bit of force. He yeah. really he took him out. Yeah, so he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. So it, there's no oops to it. No. at all. Um, when he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together, and he said to the man in the wrong, "Why do you strike your companion?" He answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Like, salty. Um, Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known. Like, he's, oh, I've, you know, this is going to get out. Uh, when Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. So oh. there's no like, fa- there's no like, I'll cover your sins for you, brother. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll take care of this. This is within the family. We can, you know, weather this. No, no, no. He's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> um, but, and so Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And that's when the story kind of rejoins, you know, the, the, the animated story rejoins the, you know, the narrative more, more closely there. But um, I feel like in the movie, yeah, that's one of those things that maybe would have changed the dynamic a little bit. His heart yeah. would have, they would have had to paint him as his heart being hardened a lot earlier mm-hmm. than him returning. You know, it would yeah. have changed out the narrative of the movie. I learned that Miriam was supposed to be the one that they were beating in that moment. Oh. She was supposed to be the one they were beating, but they, they felt like the fact that it was a stranger said more about Mm. Moses and his character than if it was, than if they were beating his sister. Interesting. So, so that is something they changed on purpose, uh, from Miriam to being a stranger showing that Moses greatly cared about 
every one of his people yeah, rather not, than just his family. Just his family. That's interesting. So then he, he travels to Midian where he meets Zipporah. Um, oh, Zipporah. Who becomes his wife. And Zipporah, I just want to say this. Zipporah is out there looking like a whole Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. She looks more yes. like Pocahontas than Disney's Pocahontas did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she, she is, she's one of those. I just don't know how to say this in a normal. Just she is, say it. It's not, okay. Do you know those? Your eyes get opened when you're a kid and you're like, Oh, I'm attracted to this cartoon character. It <laughs> what happened. he wants to say is who else has had awakening. a sexual awakening with a cartoon? <laughs> okay, so mine, mine Simba, was my. You know. uh, okay, mine was Nala. <laughs> uh, these are my three. These are my three. Zapora in order. Okay, Zapora number one. Zapora. Uh, are you kidding? Do you look at her? I see her photo right there. I mean. She's, Look at Zipporah. She's a beautiful Hebrew woman. I just. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look at it. And she's okay. strong. She There's, it's the strength. I married a woman yeah, who she's strong. Yes. is willing to fight if she needs to. And okay. I feel like that is Zipporah. Uh, so Zipporah, then it is. The girl from Atlantis. No, no, no. She's fine. She's girl from Atlantis. <laughs> really, is top just five. People, he just likes the cartoons that showed a lot of oh, legs. No, that's they pretty all, much what they, they all do show a lot of thigh. <laughs> It's, it's Zipporah, the woman from Atlantis, the woman from, uh, what did we watch last night right uh, after this? El Dorado. El Dorado. <laughs> it's all women who show a lot of upper thigh. And then Nala. Um, <laughs> Which who is shows the, all her thigh, that's honestly. a whole other level. It is. No, that's, that's a thing, getting though, into a different territory. It's a, it's a thing, though. I, I, I didn't research it, but I've seen other people. I've seen other people that are like, you remember Simba, right? You remember young Simba. And it's all these girls going, I don't know how to explain it, but right. young right. Simba was the thing. Well, Nala was the thing. And then what is, well, I forget her name. Had, really. I forget her name. I forget her name, but it's uh, off of a very uh, in, a goofy movie. Uh, Rock, Roxanne? Is it Roxanne? It's not Max, because Max is, yeah, it's, I think it's Roxanne. Check that for us. Roxanne was the other one. Okay. Roxanne was the other one. Those are my five. Okay. And apparently three out of five of them show extreme leg. So I didn't realize that was my thing. Uh, but yeah, that was my, it is Roxanne. Okay. It's Roxanne. So, so that is, it's your, it's your youthful sexual awakening with cartoons. So that, yeah, Zipporah is one of those for me. Okay. Wow. I've, I've learned something. You didn't have, you didn't have like a cartoon crush. I think, uh, I think, I don't think like, like, I mean, Betty uh, yeah, Boop I'm was sure there, but Bet- that's no. not Betty like- Boop, he's not that much older no, than us. No, I'm saying it's I It's like eight years. Olive oil. I was Betty Boop. If that's olive oil saying. was yours, if olive oil, which is, oh, that's, uh, that's Popeye's, Popeye's wife. Popeye's wife. Yeah. If, if olive oil was your cup of tea, no, I'm Popeye. sorry. <laughs> no, I know. I, I think I went straight for like Jessica Rabbit probably. Oh, wow. Like, okay, I think well, that I mean, was that one's probably- I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying Betty Boop because we're old. I'm saying it because I remember she was the most, like, yeah, scantily clad yeah, she was a, cartoon that I'd ever yeah, seen. Yeah, she was a cartoon sexual icon. So uh, yeah. so that's... It just... Zipporah just surprised me. That's all. Really? That's all. Oh, yeah. no. That's... She's... I think she... I mean, she's definitely top three. I would think she might be number one. Wow. And your number one is Simba, so you can't say anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, your number one is a, a feline. It's so. a literal lion. <laughs> Where do you want to go? We've got, uh, there's a lot of great music in this that we can talk about. Um, talk about the I music. Wanna, okay, okay. So several songs. We talked about Deliver Us. Oh. Um, there's Through Heaven's Eyes. Um, oh. 
Which and I have heavily considered being tattooed on my body. Yeah, like the lyrics of look at your life through heaven's eyes. Really? I will bring up those lyrics and belt it, belt it when I'm alone. I, oh, it's not my, it's not my range. You know, not it's always. definitely lower. It's, it's not baritone. When you're alone. It's baritone. Yeah. It's baritone. It's not always when I'm alone either, but I'll just, that I'll, I'll throw out a few, uh, a few Prince of Egypt songs and a few Lion King songs just randomly. And she'll have to be like, you have to stop. You have to stop singing so loudly in our house. And heaven's eyes is, is definitely one of those. Okay. I, I don't know how it happened and it, and I didn't really take time to examine why, but somehow when I, I paused the movie after that song played for a random reason. And before I realized it, my brain, I had turned it into the song from Billy Madison when he's like, Veronica, I thank you for beating the ish out of me. Like, that's where I got, I don't know why. I see things so clearly now. I choose my destiny. That's, it's got the same vibe. It's yeah. the same vibe. As, but I, uh, that, belty, like that belty baritone. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like a, a big changing moment. It's got yeah. that montage, which Whitney loves yeah. a good montage where people if are I just like. I have a movie of just montages back yeah. to back to back. That's then my movie. You need to watch Rocky four. Because uh, it's, it's, <laughs> she loves, she loves a musical montage where that person's life is changing within three and a half, four minutes. Yeah. It's because I don't have to wait. You know, she quit, hates waiting. I don't have to wait on it. It's literally Rocky four is 90 minutes long. And like half of it is montage. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, I, I just love, I love when the ugly duckling turns into something, when Moses <laughs> finds his wife and well, becomes a good person. Yes, all in and three then and a half like minutes. the, the plagues, you don't yes. have to wait. Yeah, you know, right. They it's didn't just like bam, 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 one after the other. And like grind through every plague. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of like, like a twenty-minute moment where they're like, "Oh, now here's the here are the locusts." Yeah, right. no, yeah. it's all it's all within ten minutes. It's they get true. it all. Yeah, like if Christopher Nolan made this movie, it would be, <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be a three solid, hours long. Yeah, solid three hours. That's 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 the lower level. He's like, oh, man, I'm not gonna be able to do this in less than three <laughs> hours. Maybe we'll go for six. Yeah. Um, Okay, I, maybe my favorite song from the movie is Playing With The Big Boys Now. Which didn't make it to the, maybe not Broadway, but it didn't make it to the musical. That's really? That's the one song. I didn't know there was a musical. Yeah, there, it, which when I found that out, I was like, why where? have I not where seen Where is it, it at? Where <laughs> is it at? Tell me the nearest one. I'll drive there. Uh, yeah, that's the only song that didn't make it. And I just went, that's the most musical, like Broadway type song in yeah. the whole movie. I was yeah. like, if you're not going to include that one, then then I don't know. It just feels like it cuts it down a little bit, but playing with the big boys is such a good song. I loved it. And I, I always loved that. They gave a song to the magicians you yeah. Know? yeah, and, and Martin short. Did you want to be Martin. a magician at some point? I love, I go through cycles. So okay. like, I don't think there was ever a point in my life where I went, my main <laughs> objective is to be a music, a magician, but the, but every like five years, I just start learning card tricks and stuff again. Oh and like at certain points in my life, I've had like, you know, like needle through the arm tricks or right. like, you know, I have, I, I own a fake thumb, you know, various you own a other fake things. Thumb? Sure. Yeah. You That's gotta new own to a fake me. thumb. If you're doing, if you're doing, if you're doing any kind of a handkerchief magic at all, okay. you gotta have a fake thumb. So I did not know that. Just no. He did. Uh, but yeah, so I, I go through phases. I gave the magicians so, a song. That's the, that's the, that's the that, of course that's Rob's favorite yeah, magician yeah. music. And it's, and it's Martin short and Steve Martin. Ugh, who they are, are fantastic brilliant and perfect for that. I almost, I almost had a hard time recasting them um, because I'm like, well, it's animation. Why wouldn't they just do it again? 
you know? Right, like, right. So, and they're, they're still here. They're still kicking. Yeah. I recast them okay, but do you know who did not play that role that they highly considered? No. Cheech and Chong. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Cheech and Chong Dude. were almost Hotep and Hoy. Wow. Cheech and Chong. But you, you couldn't have done that because everybody would have been like, no, that's Cheech and Chong. I do- yeah. Okay, but everyone was like, that's Martin Short no, and Steve No, but I Martin. mean, like, their They're- voices are very iconic. I've never even seen the movies, and I know I know their voices when I hear them. Yeah, right. Cheech okay. and Chong. I thought that in a weird way it, it might have worked. And I was like, okay, I got it. Now, it's, it would be significantly more irreverent. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, it would. And they would probably play on at least some smoke puff, like, moments sure. they would have added a little bit right, it's true they right. would have like emerged from a puff of smoke <laughs> yes, you know yes, what yes, I mean? it would have just... been glazed or red the entire time <laughs> it would have just been i i feel like it oh, could have worked man. much i mean yes martin short and steve martin best picks but i but i was like good grief cheech and chong <laughs> on <laughs> prince of egypt there's it, no way they would have used their real singing voices no right no because no. i mean they did sing but you it would have been weird to have you know cheech Marin's accent yeah. You're playing with the big boys now. Like, I can't do it. I don't, it I'll, I'll sound offensive work. if I did. So it didn't work. But um, I, that would have been odd. That was so weird to me that some, okay, some of the characters, they were not their singing voices. They were, so, so be it. That's fine. Yeah. But Val Kilmer's voice wasn't used for Moses when he was singing. And I didn't yeah. understand why they didn't do that. Because he has a great voice. Does did he have you, a good singing voice? Yeah, he he sings in several movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Yes, Val Kilmer sings. Okay, maybe not several movies. I might be over <laughs> stressing movie. this. I think I think there was at least one movie. Will you please research that? I've, where I know, Val I've heard Kilmer him, was actually singing. I've heard him sing in as many as one movies. Okay. Um, <laughs> I overstress things to prove a point and he might've been in literally one movie, but he's known to have a good voice and they didn't use his singing voice, but they use, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's. Yeah. And I was like, she's fine. She's good. She did great on her part, but I just went, that's, I feel like Val Kilmer would have been a proper, Maybe voice. he just didn't feel like he his voice fit, or maybe they didn't feel like his voice right. Like his the girl stylistically off of, fit. Like the girl off of um, uh, off of uh, help me here. The girl off of the circus movie. Oh, with Zendaya. No, oh no, Zendaya's oh, voice is great. The the redhead. Oh, the one who didn't that sings. Sing that uh, oh, yeah. However, yes, that's a very hard song to sing. But right. apparently, she sings too. But yes. she was like, "I'm not doing that." Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. So that might have been that might have been the whole thing for it. Okay. Uh, and then we get to kind of midway into the movie, you get when you believe the the movie version. What's well, okay? <clears throat> I'm curious to know this because you're so you're so Disney big. Um, Disney has done this a lot, and DreamWorks did it here, where you have somebody sing it in the movie, and then you have like an artist, a, no, a well known artist, cut it. Do you tend to prefer one to the other? I always always prefer the movie version. So you, I don't, I don't like the credits version. Okay. Ever, like this may be the only time that I say, I prefer the opposite of Whitney Houston's version. Right. Like every other time you're sure. like, if Whitney Houston is singing something, I prefer it. Yeah. National Anthem. It was made for Whitney Houston, <laughs> but this, this, I just go, I prefer Miriam. I feel sure. like because I do this, I picture the movie. Right. So if I hear it in another way, I'm like, that's not from the movie. I see. You know? So you're, like, you're feeling the Angela Lansbury version of Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Over Peebo Bryson and yes. Regina Bell? <laughs> yes. Uh, and I prefer, I prefer like, 
uh, on Moana, they redid it as mm-hmm. uh, as a pop version, and okay. it actually like it hit the charts though, yeah. like it without even having to have the movie with it. Uh, but I'd still much prefer I much prefer the one that is in the moment, the authentic one, um, yeah. the one you bond with, yeah. right? You know? Yeah, I definitely I do feel that with Moana. I hadn't thought about that. I don't because typically I'm the opposite. Typically I prefer the oh you the, do the studio polished whatever version. Yeah. Oh no, I'm all I'm all about the voice actor doing it and it being less polished and authentic to like the moment of the movie. I'm I'm all about that. Apparently, I, I think it was Brenda Chapman. I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that, but one of the producers was doing like a soundbite as older. It was older Miriam when she was singing the. Was it older? Yeah. You said Old, Miriam. Miriam. Is it Miriam? Mir- no, Miriam. Miriam? You said it so what? weird. Miriam. Okay, older I was, Miriam. I don't know what just happened. I don't even know what just I happened. I didn't know. I didn't hear anything wrong. So I didn't I either. Okay. Older Listen. Miriam. It was when she was singing uh, what, Hush Now My Baby. Okay. Okay, it's, it's like the most unpolished moment of mm. the movie because I think it was Brenda Chapman. It was one of the producers uh, or directors sang that just kind of as like a filler and then they liked the unpolished version. They just left it. Sure. It was for someone else. And that makes um, sense. Which it does. And she's crying in it. So yeah. it, it like, it fits. I loved, I loved hearing that, that part. Like I think the only, okay. Going back to your question right before this, I think the only time there's not a time in Tarzan where anyone sings a version other than, Oh yeah. Don't stop your crying. Uh-huh, yeah. I prefer Phil Collins to that. Okay. Okay. Not over Glenn close. No, her version. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's fine, but I'm going to listen to the Phil Collins version. Like I'm going to blare that in the car. That might be the only time. Yeah. Um, or like, I think like El Dorado last night, Elton John, I don't think, I don't think that anyone else sings any of those songs, but when it's, when it's them doing like the soundtrack background, I think I prefer that. I just don't ever like the end credits version. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of putting a big star on it at the last minute and just being like, Hey, sing this for us. That makes sense. I also cannot stand Mariah Carey. So the fact that she's wow. on there. Yeah. Wow. I don't like it. Do you, you like uh, Mariah Carey? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, oh, I just like a, if she just whistle toned all the time, I'd be fine with it, but I could probably listen to Ariana Grande do that. So <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not a Mariah Carey fan. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, if you watch the, she does like, she's trying to do wonders on that song. Like, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the quote with the staff, you will do my wonders. Like she's trying to do all the wonders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whitney is Whitney's performance is pretty understated. Mariah Carey but- is Aaron and she is the understudy. And Whitney Houston just does the wonders, right? She just, she's Moses. So that's what, that's what happened. I, so I wanted, I wanted to pause and dig into that song just a little bit because yeah. it's, it's a big deal. And so I like to research the, you know, the music side of things a little more. First I'll say, I've always had problems with the song. I've ne- I've never like loved the song. Yeah. Um, and you said it wasn't your favorite either. Um, although I will say the best thing in this whole movie okay. is the alternate major chord change in the verse under the second stanza. So they go many nights I prayed. Then it goes to a major chord. The second time around that move right there, that's it. Okay. I can take or leave, take or leave the whole, most of the whole movie that I cannot live without. Most of the whole movie. I mean, whatever, this is not one of my like peak movies or anything, you know, um, but like it's good. I whatever, but it's fine. So that being said, um, I always, even when I was a kid, I mean, when I was 16 and this came out, I I got nitpicky about the lyrics. I was like, (laughs) who knows what miracles you can achieve 
always yeah. bothered me because I'm yeah. like, the Lord can achieve it and you cannot. You know what I mean? Um, and and when the line about when prayer so often proved in vain, I went, proved is not the word. Yeah. Prayers never They're- prove in vain. <laughs> they may seem in vain, but let me just tell you. This is Pastor Robert. Let me just, yeah, this, this is, that's right. Um, so anyway, I've always like lyrically just picked it apart a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's not, it's not the strongest lyrically. And they even changed it. It used to be, I forget the words, but they changed the words of the chorus. Uh, if I forget what it was, but it was a little more irreverent. Mm. Uh, it kind of in that same vein, like uh, you can do miracles if you believe. I think that's what it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Instead they changed it from you can do miracles Instead if you believe. There can be miracles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I just feel like they changed it 50%. I uh, thought is you don't even have to believe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Prayer works anyway. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. It was lyrically lacking for me. Yeah. I will say though, the line, though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. Mm. chef's kiss that's a great that's why i like the verses in that song and far better than the chorus which is rare for me i'm i'm a chorus bridge guy for sure you (laughs) you throw me a good bridge you throw me the oceans yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that bridge that's funny he'll walk right across it you throw me a good bridge that is what i'm gonna stick with uh but it is rare like if i if a verse is my favorite thing in the song you know that's a strong verse right and the verses are my favorite thing well and i think any Christian movie, you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's never going to be exactly be. what. Yeah, they're going to water down some things. Chosen. Some, but right. other, other than that, it's just going to be yeah. Uh, should that be? Should the chosen be our like uh, our like bonus content show that we watch? Should we just yes, do? Because we still haven't watched the third chosen. season. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely, it should be. Um, okay. Also, I want to point out, and I think we've talked about this privately, but now that we have this podcast and the whole world is listening, I want to say it publicly. Um, I want to call out this song on something. So the melody on the verse is st- stolen, right? Oh. So like the, okay, you get, I need to put it in a dude range, but it's like many nights we prayed. The next line, right? Yeah. That's, Ain't nobody no. me. I'm just so fresh, so clean. Fresh That's outcast. So clean, clean. That's oh outcast. My oh like, my god! It's literally that melody is lifted because outcast, outcast came out first, right? So fresh, so clean. I don't know. Whitney's came che- out. Whitney's checking it. Came out before it 1998. Had be, it had to be before 98. Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive that came out first because I remember singing that. Okay, like, if not, then they watched the Prince of Egypt <laughs> and stole the verse. It was released in 2000. <gasps> so fresh, so clean. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So outcast stole. <laughs> That from Prince Whoa. of Egypt. Okay, never mind. Retracted. I've I I officially retracted. Not even, no, not retracted. Just changed the yeah. opposite. It's yeah. Outcast stole this from wow. Prince of Egypt. Out. You heard it here first, kids. <laughs> <laughs> now, wow. Okay. Dang. Outcast watched. That's Prince nice. Egypt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big Prince of Egypt guys. Um, when you believe went to number three on the U.S. Adult Contemporary chart. Went to number fifteen on the Billboard Hot 100, which I'm kind of. Uh, would have thought it probably would have gone top 10 at least with you talking about Whitney Houston and Mariah Mariah Carey, both still in their prime. Yeah. Like that was, and did you think when this came out, like for me, it felt like it was like a generational, like, you know, Whitney Houston at the end of her career with Mariah Carey, the youngster, but Whitney was 35. Oh my gosh. Whitney was two years older than we are. (laughs) Whitney Houston when she recorded this and that was like the end of her career. Well, I mean, I mean, she cut it, it short a little it bit. It was toward the it was toward the back end, but I'm just saying it felt like the elder stateswoman 
right? right. You know what I mean? But she was just 35. But begrudgingly though, because they did not like working with each other. That was the rumor. Yeah. I, but I, I don't think- they, I want to believe it. I think that has been has been pretty well debunked. I want to believe it. They played it up on the on the VMAs one year on purpose. Do you think, do you, yeah, you think it was like, the, well, the like whole that, video, gets more, that gets more credit to whatever's happening, like more publicity to whatever yeah. song they're working on. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But like the whole video is them like joking around with each other and hugging each other and blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. You know? So I, I just want to, I want to believe that Mariah Carey is very difficult to work with. <laughs> um, let's see. It's a, uh, it did, it charted well across the world. It's certified platinum in the U S Norway, Sweden, and Belgium and gold in Australia, France, Germany, Switzerland, and the UK. It was written by Steven Schwartz, who is an acclaimed musical theater lyricist and composer whose other works include Godspell, the, the stage play Pippin wicked mm-hmm. and wait for it. Pocahontas. Ah. Bringing that all back around. So it was Hans Zimmer and Stephen Schwartz, right? Who are both men of Jewish descent. Okay. So that played into it. I feel like that's why they just just did a a banging job of this, is they were like, this is for our people and our exodus. So here we go. And Hans Zimmer did, he did Lion King, right? I mean, he's done a million things, but he did Lion King. So two of my three favorite, two of my three favorite soundtracks Came from a Hans Zimmer. I, wait, who did Tarzan? If he did, I don't know who did the score to Tarzan. Okay, I okay. Know. I was like, if it's Hans, you want to check that for me. But I mean, Hans he, Zimmer did two of the three of my favorites. Yeah, he's done. I mean, it, it's so funny too because now he's known for like he's done a lot of like electronic work with Junkie XL. He did all the the, the Christopher Nolan Batman. Yes, like, yeah. You know, and a bunch of the like DC stuff. Um, so there's like multiple generations of you know, kind of like a John Williams thing, right? You know what I mean? But I I don't feel like you kind of know John Williams when you hear it a lot of the time, right? You know, I don't necessarily think that that's, it's that way with Hans Zimmer. Um, so in other words, it's not as you go, Oh, John Williams did Superman. That makes sense. He did star Wars and you kind of hear that. You know what I mean? You don't think like Hans Zimmer did, uh, inception. Yeah. And also the lion King. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He has some range. Okay. Speaking of one quick rabbit trail, speaking of Batman. Okay. okay I knew that you I'm would probably appreciate Batman. This. You're yeah. always speaking of Batman. Val Kim- Kilmer yep. was the first actor to play both Moses and Bruce Wayne. Okay. Okay. In yeah. uh, Batman and Batman for, Oh, sorry. Batman forever. Yeah. The second, there are two people who played both Moses and Batman. Is it Christian Bale? It is Christian Bale who played the characters in the Dark Knight trilogy yeah. and Exodus, God and, and Kings Exodus, in 2014. That's right. Yeah, that's funny. So yes, there are two people, Val Kilmer <laughs> and Christian Bale, who have played Batman and Moses. Okay, so <laughs> of the of the other actors who have played Batman, who would you least want to see as Moses? Uh, what's, what's his name? You know, George Clooney? No, no. I feel like George Clooney no. could do a decent Moses. What's his name? The other Adam, one, Adam West, Michael Keaton, Michael Rob, Keaton. Uh, it's, it's Michael. No, Rob Pattinson could probably do a killer Moses. He has range now. We've seen Twilight and Batman. I go, okay, I trust you. If you're coming out in the movie, uh, and that black and white movie where he was with the guy with the giant mouth. What? What? <laughs> it was about a lighthouse. What's the guy? He plays Green Goblin. I think you dreamed this. No, oh, he plays goblin. Green Goblin. Um, who? Who is the Green yeah, Goblin? He's yes. always a bad guy. Of course. What's his uh, name? I'm asking you. The, the weird name face. With, yeah. Um, William. No. Willem Dafoe. Willem yes. Dafoe. Yes. So he came. He was like in a lighthouse movie that's all black and white with Willem Dafoe. Okay. Uh, so I'm like, you've got range. I feel like you could play Moses. But Michael Keaton <laughs> is my least favorite Moses for sure. He would not. <laughs> I, he can't do Moses. 
he can't do Moses. Here's the thing, though. If you go, if you kind of stick to the the biblical thing, like, so one of my problems with Moses in this is is that I don't think Val Kilmer is the right voice because he's he's sturdy and whatever. And the whole thing with Moses is either he had kind of a speech impediment right. or he was afraid of public speaking. It, it there's, you know, it depends on like your, your understanding of how, the, how these passages are written, but like, so I don't get Val Kilmer who is like macho. You know what I mean? I think Michael Keaton could maybe portray okay, that as a voice actor. Yes. I'm imagining but you're just thinking like, I'm imagining Michael Keaton in robes and I just go, I can't see it. I think that Jeff Goldblum could have done a good, Moses yeah. with like he can, you know how he likes not stutters but I'm a hundred percent with you on that yeah how he can do his like uh uh, uh you know I like think how he does he stuff. was one of the hardest to recast was Aaron because Jeff Goldblum is just well, he's, he's great and everything but I'm just saying he could have done a good problem with his speech not problem absolutely. but like yeah yeah he has a, he yeah. Has like a natural so. redeeming type stutter that he does yeah. in right. like every role it's he plays it's not even stutter but yes I yeah yeah he has like a can't can't what is canter a certain oh. Yeah, just a certain speech pattern that he... Right, right. Yeah. So that's fantastic. It probably would have worked really well with Moses, but I just don't... I can't see Michael Keaton as Moses. How I like Val Kilmer as Moses. I, I see it, like, to me, biblical things aside, like his probable speech impediment and him not wanting to speak in front of people, I feel like... That's the voice I would imagine because I didn't even it's know just because Val- that's the voice. I mean, that's just what I knew. Thinking. I knew Prince of Egypt far before I knew Val Kilmer. So uh-huh. I, because yeah, I yeah. was eight when this came out. So I was, so I just go, Oh, Val Kilmer, the Prince of Egypt is played by Val Kilmer, yeah. but it is like, that's the voice. It's pretty, it's pretty bland for me. I just don't, I don't, I don't hate it, but right. I, don't, I certainly don't love it. Um, now the voice of God is also, credited to Val Kilmer and it is mostly what you hear is yes. Val Kilmer. But I thought it was interesting. Um, according to IMDB in, uh, at least it's an aggregate voice. Yes. Yeah. You can hear it for sure in the cave in the burning bush yes. that his voice is not just Val Kilmer. It's several members of the cast, both male and female. Yes. And child. And oh, and child. And they, okay. Yeah. They did that on purpose because they were like, we, in the end, they gave it one, leading voice right. as Val Kilmer because they were like, we have to have like a, it has to voice sound like it. something. It can't just be whispers and, and yeah. hush tones. That is my favorite yeah. quote of the movie. Oh, though. I could just, but. just thinking about it makes me weird. <laughs> right here. It's the, <laughs> that gives me, I gave myself chills. Thank you everyone. In the movie when he says, uh, here I am. I'm like, uh, I would have been hot-tailing it out of there. Yeah. For me. I would, that would, would, not have been, I would not have been like looking around like, sure. That, here that I am. Moses line and watch me do my wonders. I was, yeah crying so hard. He I was like, oh I didn't see God. I did. I was like, oh, my God. um, when, when the Lord just calls someone specifically, I'm, I'm done that it gets me. So, uh, yes, that voice, that voice was everyone. I, I learned that last night when I was researching, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's one of those random things I did not realize is all the whispers in the background were women and children. They originally, I think for a second, they were like, let's make it a child's voice, but, or a woman's voice, but they didn't want to offend. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I was like, okay, you rubbed the least amount of people the wrong way yeah. by doing it like this. But I love yeah, I think cool. the fact that it's layered with so many other voices. Yeah. I do like that. I will say the, the phrase do my wonders has never I've, I've never liked that. Phrase. It rocks me. I, I <laughs> that phrase rocks my world. I don't get it. It's like, watch, watch me do my wonders. It sounds like, Hey, watch me do a flip. 
Like this, the, you think the, this wasn't God doing a flip? It's just the word "do." I don't like. I feel like there's just a better word. Oh, and it's when the same he says, for me with "you deserve it," I hate that. It's, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. When he says, when he says, when he, like when he says, "With this staff, you shall do my wonders." That just feels so like stilted. Like perform, carry out, oh. execute. Right. So many better words, as, m- more eloquent and less as clunky an enneagram to me three. Do. As an enneagram three. It rocks my world because I'm like, yes, do your wonders through me. That's fine. <laughs> that I, it, it really gets me. It really gets me. And you were referencing the, you deserve it. Like the worship song that yeah. you deserve it. I hate that it. more than yeah. I can express. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> love the wording of that either. Uh, yeah, I, so I get that. It is different, but I do get, I, I, it would be nice to hear execute or like. Yeah. Even uh, perform I, know, some, I like better. Yeah. Like you, you will, you know, like. I don't know. Anyway, oh, just man. do. I just seems it. weird. I don't, it just hits me wrong. I don't oh, know. I God it. of the universe probably wouldn't choose the verb do. You might do my wonders. It just yeah. feels weird. I don't know. Like I don't know. It just hits me. I don't know why. I don't know why. I really never no thought idea. about it. Now I'm going to think about it. Yeah. Um, all right. And then of course we get to you know the Moses going before Ramses and and you know saying God commands you to let the Hebrews go. Um, and you know Ramses is of course like no repeatedly. And so we go through the whole thing of the plagues. Um, and, and, you know, and the, you get the great scene of like Moses putting his staff in the water mm. and the, you know, the river turns to blood and the magicians are trying to like, you know, we got to figure out it's going to, it's about to be our next if we can't figure out how to match this, right. you know what I mean? So they're doing like the powder. So they the, the thing. Kool-Aid, they do the Kool-Aid yes. water. <laughs> That's it. They made Kool-Aid. They, yeah. And they were like, oh, it's a good thing I brought this pouch. You know what I mean? Right. Like I was just going to have this at lunch, but, uh, you know, <laughs> fortunately I'll just, I'll waste it, but I'll get some more. I've got some, we'll get some, uh, was it Welch's Welch's, but the, uh, no, what's, what's the generic, what's the generic Kool-Aid? Um, Oh my gosh. It oh, starts with know. a W it starts, you get it at like the dollar store and stuff. Um, instead, anyway, I've never been, <laughs> no, that sounds bad. You've, you've never I've, been I've, so poor that you couldn't afford Kool-Aid. I've never been generic Kool-Aid poor. Uh, we've been poor. Is that what you're talking uh, about? Flavor aid is one. Yes. There's one that starts with a W and it's like, uh, um, that's not true. I think, about. I think I've been generic Kool-Aid poor. It's just my family preferred Kool-Aid. <laughs> They're going to use their last two cents on a Kool-Aid. On that Kool-Aid, we're they get, will. We're getting the doggone good Kool-Aid. Yeah, we're they not. said we might not be able to have money for food, Yeah, but we're getting the upgraded Kool-Aid. That's right. We have some pride. Um, okay. Um, but anyway, so you get, you know, this the, several things. You get the, the frogs and the plagues and the, the pestilence and all that. Um, but it's ne- it's never enough. It's never enough to make, uh, to make Pharaoh, you know, let the Hebrews go. So then eventually you have this heartbreaking scene. I mean, truly mm. the Passover is rough. Um, and it, so the, the, you know, the idea of Passover is that in a very shortened way, the, the Hebrews were commanded to, uh, to kill a, a spotless lamb and take the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorpost of their homes. And I know, right. It's hard not to even like just stop and think about that if you're, um, but, and, and, and the, the blood on the doorpost signifies then to an angel of death that's going to pass through the city that it should pass over that home and spare the firstborn sons who would otherwise die. So, so God is going to do to the Egyptians, what Pharaoh did to the Hebrews and kill all the firstborn sons. And, um, but if the if the you know blood is on the doorpost, then the death angel knows this house is 
exempted or protected or whatever. Pass on over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he passes over. That is one of the most beautifully I illustrated love the way scenes. They, they portray the angel of death. Yeah. They, re- just, they really did it in a way that I think was super respectful. Cause I mean, I, I can't imagine how you go through that and you go, how are we going to illustrate the angel of death? You don't put a person yeah. with wings. Walking right. And you the don't put, like I would like, imagine like my first thing is like, Oh yeah, we're going to do a fully darkened, uh, blacked out angel. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be the angel of death because yeah. that's my, what my limited, like shadow. it's what yeah. my limited mind thinks of. And the fact that they made it light, I was like, that is the stuff. And yeah. just the sound. Uh, oh, the, mm-hmm. yeah, just the oh, man. Yeah, it, it's very it doesn't even though it even though it was obviously awful, it doesn't come off as an act of cruelty. They found yeah. they, like they a, found a way to make it where it wasn't way, the like, worst. You right. didn't see any of them. Technic- Except for the little kid's hand. Kid. That hand was rough. It's the same as Snow White falling with the yes, apple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you well, you did see that one Except kid I in felt, the bed. I felt like mm. that. That's true. But I felt like the hand. This sounds funny, but I felt like it had more weight than Snow White's. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, it you, literally fell yeah, Snow harder. Like, is, to his, Snow White's coming back later. That kid is. Yeah. That kid yeah. is but a he, he's gone, poor gone. little dead Egyptian. Yeah. Like and of course, he's gone. And this, so this this scene is a place where uh, Christian viewers will also grab an extra layer of significance that maybe our Jewish and Islamic friends don't grab, you know, uh, because they understand the symbolism of the blood of the Lamb to point later on to Jesus, who is called by John the Baptist, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world and who gives, who sheds His blood to, you know, to save uh, the many. So, uh, you know, for believers like ourselves, we, there's, they don't say it. They don't even hint at it no. that something is going to come later that makes that even more significant, but we watch it and go, yes. yeah. yeah, it's one of those scenes that I was like, suck it up. Zeke. this is a yeah. cartoon. And so, <laughs> and so then finally, if you can have a sexual awakening watching, <laughs> surely true. you can have a spiritual awakening watching. Oh, no. Surely. Oh no. I had both. Oh. <laughs> I know the Prince of Egypt gave me both. <laughs> okay. Speaking, speaking of the, these scenes specifically yeah. the foreman oh well we're not there yet okay the set there are seven i could not understand this okay my mind cannot comprehend in one of the scenes there are seven million rendered locusts what seven i i watched for it because i read this before you we were watching it and yeah, i was like one, where two. are they so that one where they're coming over like the palace like there's just locusts just like the sky full of them they rendered seven million. Where did they get seven million from? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, the animators were like, "There are seven million rendered locusts in here," and I'm like, "What?" I just feel like a million would wow. would have done in it. a plague. You can't right. just have seven. Seven million. There are seven million rendered locusts in yeah. that in that shot of the plagues. You got to think like, I I don't know how many Egyptians there were. You're going to need for it to be a real bother. You're going to need multiple locusts per capita. Yeah. You know, True. like, right. so it had to be a lot. Right. I mean, and, and to be enough, you just think about it. You go, there's got to be a lot of Egyptians. If these Israelites are not just like, yeah. we could probably take them. The frogs yeah. got me. Cause it shows the, frog, the yeah. I guess like the, you know, servant girl or whatever at, at the water. And she just slowly walks up out of it. And I was like, again, high tailing it. Okay. Yeah. Out, not- of, out of these, <laughs> I don't know why I want to ask this, but <laughs> out of the plagues minus the death of the firstborn. Okay, sure. okay. What's your, what's the plague that you hate the most? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, it probably would have been the locust for Mine's me. the locust as I- well, which is fun. I'm just like famine and, and like the water being blood and I'm still like, Ugh, but a lot of locusts is really going to run me the wrong way. I don't want stuff flying around my face. No, frogs are fine. I'm just like frog legs. It is. 
Mine, uh, mine would bell. be locust, but I think boils would be pretty. Boy, pretty yeah. Right. Boils, that's pretty oh, yeah. Listen, what is that thing that I got because of stress last year? Shingles? <laughs> Shingles. <laughs> Okay, boils. I'm just gonna consider them the same thing. It is awful. It is awful. I thought I had. I thought I burnt myself. It was shingles because of my jobs at the time, and now I just go, yeah, uh, that's gonna be pretty bad. So I might change mine to that because if that was on some sensitive areas, then we're just we're not doing well. Yeah, it's true. No, but yeah, nobody wants boils for sure. Um, so then after all this, finally. Pharaoh relents after the firstborn die, after this great heartbreak that, you know, befalls Egypt, then he lets the Hebrews go. And that's when we get the, the big red sea parting, you know, scene that had already been made iconic in the 10 commandments movie with Charlton Heston. Um, and that this was sort of a, uh, you know, sort of an animated interpretation of, you know, to begin with. Right. But, um, big, you know, the big scene. That's it's where the, so the big action sequence, as it were, uh, you know, just utterly beautiful. It apparently took 10 animators, two years to complete. When I, when That's you go wild. into this, I, I don't understand how movies are made in this. Like this is what I studied in college and I still don't get like, when you start this, do you just go, we're going to need to have this movie soon. So like a couple <laughs> months before you go, this is what we want it to look like. I need you 10 animators to just start working on it. Cause it's going to take 10 years, yeah. but it is a four minute scene and yeah. it took two years by 10 animators. That's crazy. But I love it though. You get the, and if you, if you haven't seen it, you know, you get the, it's not just that the waters part, you know, but I think the idea, uh, and I think this idea is, is, in, you know, comes from the, the text that the, the water's like stacked up on either side, you know what I mean? And that there was a, a way made through. So like water is still kind of coming in. It's just right. making these huge walls, yeah. you know, through, um, and so that you get like, you get the very cool shot. One of my favorite shots is the shot of the whale. That's the whale like, shark. They're walking through. It's a whale shark. Yeah. Okay. I, I read that because it's the, the shape of its tail goes up and down like a whale shark. Funny. Whales go okay. back and forth. Uh, they're flat. flat. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it is yeah. a whale shark. So you get like, they're walking through and it's like being at the like Tennessee aquarium. You know? yeah. <laughs> You're like, there's just stuff, you know, um, walking And that lightning shows and then yeah, the it shows yeah. the out, outline of the whale shark. It is. Yeah. It is one of those just utterly beautiful things. And the music that goes along with it, that is my, there's like four or five notes that this, like, I don't know why, but it like defined my, my really, I don't know, dramatic self where I was just like, that's the kind, I just feel like those are a few of the notes that are playing in heaven. It's like, uh, what is it? It's just that. And I just go, I can't, I can't listen to that and see the whale. The only other song that could be played is Horse and the Rider by Robin Crystal Alley. Oh my gosh. Because we did sing Zeke, ice cream, ice cream started that. singing it and I was like, don't do this to me. Yeah, Rob, I'm already crying. Rob and his wife, Crystal, uh, have an incredible song called Horse my and the Rider. My favorite line is, didn't even get my feet wet and I'm tearing up right now. Oh All my right. gosh. I did, start scr- I did start scream singing it after we watched that scene. I was like, I'm dead sad, I'm dry. Uh, I did. It is uh, just that scene in general is just, it's unreal. It's so beautiful. It is. It better be. It it took two years. The fact that like we believe it really happened. So I'm like, good Lord. Right. Yeah. To think about it in, in actual, you know, outside of theory to think about it in practice, in practice, like it's bizarre to think about. Um, And so that's when we get really, it's kind of, it's the end of the movie, but it's kind of still the beginning of the story. Like we talk about this being the Exodus story. It's really not. It's really the act one of the Exodus story. You know, there's still 40 years 
left, it, right. you know, we're about to be in the wilderness for a hot minute, yep. you know, in act two and then act three, we're moving into Canaan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get Joshua and Caleb and all that, you know, all that jive, like, the, you know, if they had made a trilogy, I mean, they I really wish. could have, They've I easily wish could so have. Much, like that would have been top hundred yeah. percent, all those movies, but we saw, you know, they did Joseph and the I don't know what yeah. it's called, yeah, how yeah. they call Joseph it. Joseph something of dreams. But, yes. Uh, yeah. but, and we watched it and it was like, uh, now, okay. it was, it was it fine. Was okay. It's like on par with Lion King three. That's what, you know I, what yeah. I mean. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not Lion King one and a half, which almost Incredible. is just as good as yes. Lion King. Really? Uh, yes. I've never it, seen it. Lion King one and a half. Rob, it's you have so, to watch it. No, so yeah, good. It's like the tiniest bit step down uh-huh. in terms of uh, animation style, mm-hmm. humor though. And oh, everything. Like that. I mean, it's, it is the best uh, sequel to a movie I think there it's is. From, okay. It's from Timon and Pumbaa's um, point of view. Yeah, so it's yeah, really yeah. funny. But mm-hmm. yeah. anyway. So it is It is fantastic. Uh, but I, I feel like Joseph Code of Colors or whatever, it was just was not as good. It was several steps down. Go, the animation goes to too smooth. Okay. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. All right. Slide up to the snack bar. Okay, it is time to do our recast. Bum, bum, bum. We kind of need a separate theme just for this, but I don't know what it should sound like. Just like a, a little jingle. Just ding, 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 ding. Recast. Done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, here's the deal. If this is your first time listening, what we're about to do is if we made this movie right now, if we made Prince of Egypt in 2023, who would we choose for the voice cast? And this is always interesting animation because right. the, the doors are kind of wide open, right? You you get it is you can do it you can do any nationality you can do any type of person and you're yeah. just like that's good as long as their voice fits. Yeah, so um, it's almost but it's almost harder in that regard. Like you really want to get it. You want to find somebody who has the essence of this character only in their voice. Like you ultimately you want somebody that you could close your eyes and hear their voice and you go. Yeah, I think that's Moses, yeah. right? I mean, you you know, I'll buy that as Moses. Sight unseen, you could I could buy into the fact that that's Moses. So we'll see how well we did. Um, this being your pick, I'll let you kind of guide the the recast, guide okay. us through here. So why don't you start with your picks and then- uh, I always like to go mind. least important up to the main character. Okay. So that's just the way I like to do it. Uh, I tried so you to- really, you, you like to name someone as the least important person in this movie. Yes. Just for archival purposes. Like yes. the least important person in Prince of Egypt is- Hotep and Hoy. Okay. That's, that's what, you know right. what I mean? The okay. magicians, the-, right. the uh, the devil worshiping magicians. Okay. All right. So, uh, those would be the last place on mine. This is originally one of the just widest casts, which sounds funny because it is set in Egypt. Uh, a Mm. lot of Israelis and it is the widest voice cast you can probably think of. Yeah. So, um, so I try to change a lot of that. Um, and in the current time, you know, like I'm, I'm happy the direction we're going on, on some of that where they're like, Hey, uh, Ariel's probably in the Caribbean. Maybe she's not a white redhead. <laughs> you know, I'm about that. I'm about it. I'm about making things the way they should be. Uh-huh. Um, so I tried to step away from that. At least my tan brothers and sisters have yeah. a little bit more in this one. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I say that. And then my first two are just the whitest of white. I'm sorry. Hotep and Hoy because uh, unimportant. Uh, but very like, I, so I went with comedians. I went with people who could sing just a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. if, if necessary yeah. at the same level that Steve Martin and Martin short could sing Yeah, my Hotep and Hoy 
and I gender bent these as well. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I've recast these multiple times, but it just fits for this is Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. Okay. 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 So they, they make sense for Hotep and Hoy to me. Okay. Kristen right. Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. I do not care which one's which throw them in sure. there based on stature. You know, you can kind of guess which one should be which. Um, and that's the way they play their roles a lot of the time. So Hotep and Hoy, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. That's pretty solid. Okay. okay. All right. Um, I went with I, I I went with one true magician. Okay. And okay. one actor who I think has well, he's definitely played a magician, but I think he like does some <laughs> magic too. Okay. Um, but he just seemed perfect. I went with Penn Jillette of Penn and Teller. Okay. Um, okay. And because the the other funny thing about him is he is like complete atheist. So like this I feel like that would him. make sense for the character, right? He part of you know part of his thing that Penn uh, Penn and Teller have done acts about like basically here's here's how Jesus did that. You know what oh, I mean? Like okay. they've done. You know, here's here's the. Magic. I think I've never watched that just because I can't. I can't even <laughs> entertain it, and my mom would have just been furious. Right. So I mean, I've never seen a pen and teller, and but I know ser- everything. Like they're not serious uh, all the time because you know some of it's like using technology that just wasn't available then or right, that kind of thing. Right. But here's how anyway, Jesus did it. But anyway, this guy is definitely not believing in actual miracles. Is Absolutely. What I'm uh, and the other would be Steve Carell. Oh, um, he was one of my, he was one of my picks. Okay. I, I shot it down after I found the pair working so well together, but yeah, I could just hear him singing the song. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And he did, I hadn't thought about it until I just said it, but he played, uh, what, didn't he play the incredible Burt Wonderstone? Was that, wasn't that Steve Carell? I don't know. With, uh, with Jim Carrey. I think it was, I think it was a uh, Steve Carell that played Burt Wonderstone, who was like the, it was sort of a Siegfried and Roy, you know, esque, uh, comedy. I can't believe y'all don't See, remember it. It was amazing. I don't. Yeah, Took it over was the Steve world. Carell. I'm just kidding. Steve Carell was Burt Wonderstone. It totally flopped. Um, I saw it. Oh, Steve Carell and Jim Carrey. I don't think I've ever thought of a movie that they would do well together. I mean, one was uh, Bruce Almighty and one was and Evan, Evan Almighty. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. All right. There yeah, you go. that works perfectly. All Steve right. Carell is great. Who's next least important? Seti. Okay. Seti. Seti. Like, uh, be- the, what is that? Rant? That's not Ramsey's the first, is that? Ramsey's father. Ramsey's like father. The Pharaoh prior to Ramsey. Okay, okay. He's, yeah, he's not- I don't understand how lineages work. Uh, <laughs> so it was played by Patrick Stewart. I chose. Which I didn't remember. Sir, Sir Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart, Stewart, the greatest. Uh, just, okay, just really quick. A side thing. We went on a cross cultural trip when we were in college, and out of the blue, we went to uh, we went to a um, Shakespeare Shakespeare uh, Shakespearean play in where was it Stratford, uh, Stratford upon, upon Avon yeah, Stratford, yeah. and you know like these actors are like hey I got, I'm gonna go you know you know flex my muscles again and they go do these plays and we I was like I know that voice when some man walked out there and I was like that is freaking Professor X and Patrick Stewart <laughs> was just there and all of us American kids like ran out we were like oh my god. Professor X is in the same building as us. Uh, and it was absolutely. And, and what's, what's his, his name? name? Vision. Oh, uh, really? Uh, yes. Not Reese. I'm name? sorry. I've got the wrong guy. Um, what's happening today? I can't think of his name. Um, I could just get- oh, wow. Yeah. I know who you're talking about, but I cannot pull his name. I went to Reef oh and it's the wrong Real it's the wrong quick, guy. Whitney, Whitney's looking it up. Why all of you are screaming this in your cars right <laughs> Paul now. Bethany. Thank Thank you. Paul Bethany. But I'm at so that sorry. point, he wasn't vision. To me, he was right. the naked guy on a night's tale. Yes. yes. That's the only way I knew who he was. So, so they, they were, were both in that. They both were both them. in. I don't I don't remember what which 
play it was because I, I didn't care. <laughs> I, did, play, uh, I did not care because I was like, holy crap, wow. they are here with us. So, okay, sorry. It was played, Seti was played by Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I chose Ben Kingsley. Okay. Okay. So yeah. same vein. Yep. I feel like they're the same vein, but Ben Kingsley is, you know, a little more tan. Yeah. Uh, he's got a little bit more to him. And I was like, that seems more appropriate for the role. Ben Kingsley was actually my first choice. Was he really? Um, and, but I ended up changing my mind at the last minute to go with someone a little more sinister. Okay. Who, who I feel a little more sinister. I went with Jason Isaacs. I'm looking, I have to look up all of your, you may know him, time. the Disney folks, you know, he's, he's uh scar. Right from from uh, the Lion King, but he's also uh, oh, Malfoy. He's yes, just Malfoy. Daddy, just ma- Daddy, Daddy, Daddy Malfoy. Malfoy. <laughs> Daddy Mouth. Yeah, uh, yeah. He yeah. Ew. He's he's awesome, and I think that would have been a great. He even looks like a pharaoh. Yeah, he for sure. I feel looks like, like a he just looks like a dirtbag pharaoh. Yes. He you know? does. You shave his head, and he is gonna kill some. People. I didn't. I didn't do any recast because I was like. It's she like was the Bible. Just so she was to be. engulfed. But I just thought that Idris Elba could do a good, like, strong voice. He was one of my top. That could that could be yeah. scary. I did not of. recast him, but he was one of my top people. Yeah. Next, then, uh, on my list would be Aaron. I feel like okay. he is Aaron or Miriam, but wow. I feel like Aaron. So you're is, only taking Act One of the story. You're you're only really taking Act One. A, a, you're not taking the rest of the Exodus story into account, right? By right. saying in this movie alone, Aaron is next least important. Yes, okay. exactly. Right. So just in this movie specifically, and that okay. was played by Jeff Goldblum, which is just it's hard to top Jeff Goldblum yeah. as a voice actor yeah. when you're wanting a specific thing. So I did an equally weird person. Okay. Uh, I hope this is how you say it, Rami Malek. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Quirky, equally quirky. Like he's that. like our the modern day Jeff Goldblum? No, he's no, not the same. But- he's he's a quirkier no, that's not true either. Uh, he's Romy Malik, so uh, that's what he is. But he is like also quirky. Uh, so I I went with him for this. I one. like that. Okay, I went with not necessarily the the quirkiness, but somebody that I I wanted to hear them complain a lot. Like who? Because yeah. that's mostly what Aaron does in this movie. Yeah, this is, he's, exactly. He's not yet the guy who is helping Moses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's he's a lot of the time antagonizing Moses while also not trying to get in trouble with Pharaoh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's uh, so, um, but he's kind of whiny in this movie. Aaron he's is so whiny. whiny. So my first choice, and then it literally like came to me in a dream who my real choice was, <laughs> but that's where we are in this show. I'm okay. literally having dreams about it. But my first choice was Ed Norton. Um, I know Ed Norton, like, but I got to see his face. Yeah, he's yeah. He was, was the first. Hulk. Oh, he was one of the, the Hulks. He was the them. second Hulk. Second Hulk. Whitney. Yeah, second of three Hulks. Um, but uh, and he's in like I don't know the score. Death to Smoochie. Why am I naming these movies that nobody's seen? Um, I have actually seen Death to Smoochie. Okay, American History X. There you go. That's probably one of his most most famous. Okay, right. It's, it's it. hugely so famous movie. Okay. Anyway, Ed Norton. I thought he would be great, um, and he would because he's that kind of like antagonistic. Uh, you know, he's a butthead. Yeah, like, he's just a butthead. Um, but then later, I thought you know who'd be even better and is also Jewish, which would be great. There we go. John Stewart, like. Uh, Daily Show, yes. John Stewart would be great. Oh yeah, I would that's love, a great love to hear him in that part. That's a great pick. and and he's done acting. I mean, he's been in you know like Adam Sandler movies, and he was in various things. He's not just you know TV host, but I found so, out Adam Sandler was Jewish on this. I feel like I should have known it in my you research. Didn't know though, that? 
No, I didn't. It's also, it's also like, because I hate he doesn't like Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler movies. There's just like, I haven't found humor. one that I like yet. Uh, so I just like, I distance myself from his, him as a comedian. You've as never an actor. heard the Hanukkah song? No. <laughs> he literally like one of his most famous things is the Hanukkah song about all the voice. celebrities who I are Jewish. Hate, I hate <laughs> Adam Sandler. Wow. I just, I, I think as he gets older, I'm going to, I like him more. Like I th- I feel like some of his, uh, I don't know that type of comedy, the same Doesn't with Kevin like James, like yeah. Kevin James and all Stupid, of, I just go, funny. I don't like any of them. Like, like my, one of my least favorite movies of all time is uh, Grown Ups because okay. it is all my least favorite actors. <laughs> and I just go, I hate this. Like there's nothing redeeming about it for me. So, uh, however, I just feel like as I get older, I'm going to be like, I do kind of like Adam Sandler. I feel it coming. You should maybe check out some of his more serious stuff then. Like I, I like serious, when comedians do serious roles, like uh, I mentioned, I think last week or the week before uh, with uh, Will Ferrell and Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. serious roles on comedians. Then here's what you should do. You should probably start with something like uh, either Rain Over Me or Punch Drunk Love. Okay. Start with one of those. Yeah. And that'll kind of get, I think that will probably set you on a path with Adam Sandler that you could like, then you could do like uncut gems, which he was like um, supposed to be amazing. And I still haven't seen it, Okay, but, um, but it's like totally, you know, serious or whatever. It's not that like nutty, you know, whatever comedy. I feel, so, I feel like, cause he Adam, has it, he can do it. I feel like my older age is making me go, you know what? Adam Sandler might be okay. It's like how I hated McAllister's until recently when I tried, <laughs> I was like, McAllister's is for old people, yeah. people without taste. And then I had it recently and went, Oh no, I like McAllister's. McAllister's. So I feel like my taste is changing in this I'm realm still, as well. I'm still hating on McAllister's. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I have a good sandwich. I would, I would reject it. them as a sponsor right now. If they called <laughs> me on the phone right now, if they gave I would me, be like, their keep cre- your hospital Don't food. Call it, call it is, it's like it, McAllister's and Panera hospital food to me. Yeah. And I didn't think that, and no, I thought that until recently when I had their crispy. I mean, this is a food podcast. Yep. I had their crispy jalapeno sa- turkey sandwich, and mm. my gosh, I've gotten it four times in the last two months. Okay. Uh, so it is a big, like I went from nothing to the last four months getting an excess of McAllister's. <laughs> so I don't know. You can sponsor my half. Um, <laughs> so that's okay. So <laughs> where were we even? Uh, we Aaron. Just did Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my next, I feel like this is the next mo- most important. Uh, it's either Zipporah or Miriam, but I okay. think Miriam yeah. should be the next of importance. Okay. That's just what because- I'm hearing. You're saying Miriam. I'm trying to say Miriam. Miriam. I know you are, but whenever you just kind of let it go, you say Miriam. Like Maid Marian from yeah, Robin kind of Hood? Like okay, that. Miriam. Excuse Miriam. me. <laughs> Miriam and her tambourine yeah. was Sandra Bullock. Which I thought was the weirdest casting choice that is so of weird. entire movie. It is it so was, weird. but it's so iconic now. So like, it's America's hard for me. Is it? To me, I watch that's it and go, Miriam. That's not good. Okay, I, it, I see what you're saying. I think it's iconic as well, just because I look back and I go, that's clearly Miriam's voice. I mean, it's Sandra Bullock. You go from like America's German (laughs) sweetheart is who's playing this. I don't understand why they chose it. She's like, she, and and she's not Jewish. It's not like it's her heritage. Is German the opposite of Jewish? I feel like it should be. Well, no, there were German Jews. That was part of the issue. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I I guess it's the same as Egyptian. Me thinking Egyptian would be the opposite of Jewish. It's just anyone who opposes the Jewish and (laughs) makes them do terrible things. Yeah. That's who I feel like is the opposite. It's like, you've got, you know, do my wonders. And she's like, Hey guys, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, she does. She's a she's a terrible choice. She's, but it's like it was put in my face as an eight year old. So now I go, that's dude, Miriam's just voice. So American. Like, <laughs> okay, I have a different one, equally as whiny. Okay, okay, but, but she Jewish. is Jewish. Okay, she is Jewish and can sing. Leah Michelle. 
Okay. Okay. Leah Michelle. Okay. She's Miriam white, yeah. has what I think is the most. Maybe it's not the most vocally intense part of the whatever. Okay, they get to choose another actress, but but this. Uh, I, I I specifically did actresses who are singers, and I was like, mm. duh, Jewish actress singer okay. Leah Michelle is the way to go. Uh, so that is my choice for okay. Miriam. That's fair. I like that. Um, is Leah Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, is Leah Michelle the one that there's a theory about that she like can't read? What? All I I know, uh, the know. only thing I know, she's in that. Uh, oh she my was gosh. in Glee, right? She's yeah. in Glee. And does she also do that when he sees me? Uh, I no. I knows it. Yes, probably. He okay. Loves. I don't think, I think she sang it like on a TikTok or something. Uh-huh. So I feel like she, I don't think she's, she's not the actress who does that, but she's like, she's got some Broadway chops. She mm. started out, I think on Glee. And then I don't know what she's, she's on a Broadway show right now. Uh, but I don't, I mean, I think I, she can I read. Think, I think there's just a conspiracy theory yeah, or whatever that she can't read. Theory. Um, it, it says <laughs> in the extremely small chance that you haven't heard. They don't think she can read, but she like clapped back or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it's not true. I right, just, right. Why would you make that up about well, somebody? No. Like, well, of like, all the, what are all the things that you have seen that imply she can't read? Right. Like, you're like, oh, she always just knows her lines when she comes here. She doesn't have to read anything. And you're yeah. like, okay, so she's a good actress. Yeah. Okay, this Whitney's is from BuzzFeed. Um, it says the rumor began when the pop culture podcast, One More Thing, theorized that the Lee. Uh, the Glee actor couldn't read based on an anecdote in her co-stars, the late Naya Rivera. So I guess that Naya Rivera had said something about her. Huh. I don't know. Okay. Wow. So right. podcasts have power. You guys, they do. Never, they started this. Never let it be said that podcasts don't have power. All right. Um, okay. I went, I went, I, I landed on two women. Um, couldn't really choose between them. So I'm going to go with my first choice, which would be Natalie Portman. Yes, who is also Jewish. Yeah, also yes. Jewish. My second yeah, choice. I found that out last night. Yeah. You didn't know Natalie Portman was Jewish? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I'm All just right, like, I'm just out here, just not <laughs> understanding people's nationalities, <laughs> ethnicities of any kind. So, uh, yes. My, my second choice, actually, the first one that I thought of was Mayan Bialik, who's like Blossom. She's Can't hosting even. Jeopardy now. She's on yeah. Big Bang Theory. Um, Some. Yeah, Blossom. From, you're too young. Oh, you're too young for Blossom. No, I who's watched Blossom? Blossom. So, that six months really well, changed. Okay, what things. is the name again? <laughs> Uh, Mayim Bialik, M-A-Y-I-M-B-I-A-L-I-K. And Bialik. You'll know her face when you see her. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, she'd be great. Yeah, e- either absolutely. One that works. So, but I, Natalie Portman, she, Mayim Bialik has a little bit like a huskier voice. So Natalie Portman's voice would match the Cinder Bullock. Yeah, a little bit yes. more, I think, but be like better. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. I like those choices. Uh, I, Natalie Portman, I almost cast as someone. And then I was like, I, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, except for that one, which I just okay. overlooked. Okay. Zipporah is next. Who was played by Michelle Pfeiffer? Uh, now I am mostly choosing this because of looks. Okay. 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 Um, but I think she can sing. Also, I don't care because Michelle Pfeiffer sang in this and she's fine. Yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Is that who you chose? Yes. Yes. 100%. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. It just fits. Yeah. I just go, you put some golden jewelry on Gal Gadot, which is, is how it I Gadot? think. That's how she says her name. <gasps> look it up. Will you look up a YouTube video of how she says her name? Because she, unless I'm so wrong, I was saying Gal Gadot because yeah. it just seems right. But I think it's the accent because she says Gal Gadot. Wow. Gadot. Gal Gadot. Is that how she says it? Play, just play it, on the, play it into the microphone. But I totally get it because it's hard to pronounce. But yeah, my name is Gal Gadot. 
Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Wow. Gal Gadot. Okay. So Gal Gadot and we, I thought I was doing this and I was like, we're definitely going to pick the same person <laughs> because we're both Gal Gadot fans yeah. and uh, she looks like Zipporah in okay. this movie. So I'm like, this could work. She'd have That's to get great. a little bit of a tan, but she's, she's there. And yeah, and she's, she's Israeli. She's Israeli. Yes. Like, I mean, it, you know, it just makes sense. So that's, I, that's really funny. I, that I didn't, I didn't expect you to pick her because I expect you, I expected you to pick someone more Michelle Pfeiffer ish. You know what I mean? But you right. actually picked someone who looks more like Zipporah in the movie. Yes. Like to cast Michelle Pfeiffer was kind of a weird. You, it, was. You it was, it was maybe not as weird as uh, Sandra Bullock. I almost said yeah. Jennifer Aniston. It was maybe <laughs> not as weird as Sandra Bullock, but uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was an odd choice. They I just mean, cast the whole cast of friends <laughs> in Prince of that's Egypt. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. So yes. Okay. Gal Gadot. We okay. uh, agreed on that. Now. That's awesome. That's our first matchup, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is. First it is. Match- and I'm, I, I assume we're going like to do that ding, again. Ding. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> just That's right. We should win a prize. <laughs> right. We both win the prize lamb. of getting to eat lamb in a few minutes. <laughs> uh, the next is Ramses. Ramses, yeah. whatever. It's the Pharaoh. Uh, played by. I always pronounced it Ramesses. Ramesses. And I don't know they say it. They put that, that extra E in there it? in the movie. Okay. Ramesses. Ramesses. Okay. Who is Ramesses. played by. Please say his name. It's because forever I thought his name was Ralph Fiennes. Yes. And it's Rafe Fines. Rafe Fines. Rafe and now Fiennes. you taught me that like a year and a half ago, probably because I was just like, there's no way right. it's like, it's like people who look like their name is Siobhan and it's, yes. something, it's like something. Siobhan. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, what's her name? Sersha. Sersha. Yeah. Uh, like it's names like that, that I just go, why would you ever do that? Yeah. Um, but Rafe Fines. Fines. Yeah. Okay, so I, I saw a TikTok the other day and I was like, no, because some guy was like, oh, Ralph himself. And I was like, that is not Ralph. <laughs> Get it right before you talk about this movie. Uh, so Rafe Fiennes. Fines. 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 There it is. Uh, I went back to my old ways. Rafe Fines. Um, I recast him as Jonathan Majors, one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so um, I almost said Thanos himself, not Thanos. Not Thanos. Uh, Kang himself. Kang, yeah. Uh, so I thought he would make a really good Egyptian person. I think he would be really good. He don't, you don't have to have that much singing chops for this role. There's no, like one song. Yeah. And I, and I just went with, I don't care if they can sing or not. Cause okay. they are, cause they're just like putting, you know, some of these people sang and some, they just did, right. you know, people who could. So I was like, I don't really care. Who is yours then? <laughs> Mine. You're going to think this is crazy. I went with Vin Diesel. What? I do. <laughs> I do think it's crazy, except for the fact that he is just so bald. I feel like he looks so, like him. Yeah, like he could. Like bald and macho and could be like the entitled, you know. Doesn't he have a speech impediment? Person. Could you have thrown uh, him maybe as Moses a little instead? Bit. <laughs> it, fit, it would have fit better. He has like that. I just feel like he has a slight speech impediment. Maybe that's not true. But every person who, every person who mimics him, like any comedian that mimics him, always puts that that weird uh, speech impediment. So yeah, maybe he does. I can't honestly say, I think I've maybe seen one Vin Diesel movie guardians of the galaxy, notwithstanding, yeah. um, you know, so one movie that he actually spoke real words in. I feel like that is the one I disagree the most out of all of the picks you've ever done, <laughs> because I normally go, yeah, that's a better pick than even mine is. And now I just go, no, I can't agree I, with for you some reason. This. It just worked. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, don't know. I can't fine. really defend it. I don't have great reasons. I just, I that's all right. all right. Vin Diesel. Why not? I don't know. Now, for the pick of both Moses and God, right, now you I, really have to get a good voice actor. I split Are you mine. proud of this? I split oh, you mine. split it. Okay, mm-hmm. because it's not. Moses isn't God. So we, uh, so Rob went the- I don't mind. Way. I just, I knew what I, I, I knew who I wanted as God. And I, I oh, wow. thought the person that I wanted as God would not work as 
as Moses. This is why I picked this person. Recently, he has shown that he can do many voices. Okay. Okay. In recent works. Uh, and I think that Moon Knight showed me that he could be variations of the same kind of character and also mm. Egyptian-ish, even though mm-hmm. he is Israeli in this. Mine is Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Mine is Oscar Isaac as Moses and God. Because okay. I just know, I, I know now that I've seen him play multiple roles in Moon Knight yeah. that I go, which I loved. One of my favorite Marvel kind of Disney Plus things. One of my favorites. Uh, I know that he can play good. And, I mean, Moses and God is not good and evil, but it's like <laughs> good and gooder. <laughs> Uh, much better, good and great. So I know that he can play those different roles and put a little uh, different twang on a different voice. So okay. I, I chose Oscar Isaac. Okay, I like I like the choice. I don't. Um, all right, yeah, I don't I don't argue with it. Okay, so my choice for Moses, who was originally Val Kilmer, we talked about that. I had several thoughts. I, this was the hardest one, and so I went through several names. Um, I what I kind of wanted at first was a younger Denzel Washington. He's too old now, but okay. I thought that could have been cool. He has a very- As God or Moses? As Moses. As Moses. Okay. I was like, okay, I could, I, you know, whatever. And then I went, no, he might be too like authoritative or whatever. Cause I'm trying to lean into like a little bit meeker Moses. Okay. okay. So I was like, <laughs> so then I went Don Cheadle. I went, okay, okay. maybe Don Cheadle. Then I was like, no, nah, there's somebody better. Then I went with, okay, do you know Chiwetel Ejiofor? Oh, You'll man. know him when you see him. Yeah, I think I saw his. I think I saw him last night. When I, he uh, he. I is, cannot imagine how you spell his name though. He is, it's so C H I W I T E L. I'm sure that'll get you there. Yeah, he's in uh, Doctor Strange oh, and yes. some other things. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so I thought he could be cool. I could see yeah, him as good. like a leader of many. I like you know that. what I mean? Um, but actually, I came to my perfect choice. Okay, and this would be a controversial choice. Um, because of some like background things of some things that he has said, but my actual best choice for no, no, not Mel Gibson. (laughs) Okay. But, but for the same reasons would be controversial, except it's, it's depending on who you ask misconstrued or overblown. Um, but Mark Ruffalo would actually be my choice for Moses. Oh man. If this was a live action, I would for sure. Well, I mean, I'm still going with uh, Oscar Isaac, but Mark Ruffalo would be, would be a heavy pick. I could just see him doing and uh, So the same thing, he could be the Jeff Goldblum, right? Mark, okay. Mark Ruffalo could, yeah. uh, could kind of with that. So that's what I kind of wanted a guy who's like, not so sure of himself. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. Mark Ruffalo is who I ended up going with for, uh, for Moses for God though. I wanted a very when specific you have to recast thing. God. It's a hard day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, right. yeah. So uh, this was a, the, the easiest choice of all of them. Oh, I knew immediately wow. who I wanted as God. Okay. 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 I wanted Ving Rames. I can't as I, God. I don't know you'll know his is. face when you see it and you'll know he's in mission impossible. Um, all the, uh, like literally every mission impossible. Ving Rames. Ving Rames. And he is also the voice of the Arby's commercials. Oh Arby's. We have the meats. <laughs> I, now I see it. Now, now I see, see it. it right. Yes. That is the voice of God, right? The, <laughs> Hundred percent. Oh my god! That's who I wanted. I would never have done that, but I could. If they would have cast it as that, I would have been like, "Okay, that's good." Moses. Moses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, gosh. so that's that's my choice. Okay, Ving Rhames. Yeah. That makes sense with me. Uh, that makes sense to me. I <laughs> like. I'm listening. I'm listening when Ving Rhames is talking. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Absolutely. I think of. I wouldn't choose Morgan Freeman, but I only think of Morgan Freeman because of Bruce Almighty. Yeah. 
But it would have totally yeah. changed yes. the whole vibe of the movie. I feel yeah. like if it was made now, for sure someone have would have made uh, God's Voice a woman. And it would have rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, yeah. I think. I think that would have been the way it happened, though. They were like, no, we've got to do it. Now's sure. the time. They would God have made God's Voice like a gay woman. Like it would have been like <laughs> Melissa Etheridge as God. It would, or, it would have been something like that for sure. Yeah. I think the only other successful way they would have done it uh, then is they considered the first thing a child's voice. And I was like, mm -hmm. there's something about that that I do like. It also creeps yeah. me out a little bit. It does. <laughs> Whitney hates If you heard a whiny child kid's voice right? in a, in, with a burning bush being like, Whitney, I'd be like, I'm done. It's not whiny. <laughs> no, I'm hey, not. Moses. I'm just thinking of a little kid. You better come here, Moses. No, it's not. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking, well, I am thinking slightly creepier because it is not like that scene is, it's not, it's not so lighthearted. Well, they did use a woman in the shack as the Holy okay. Spirit, but which not I was as cool God. With. I was cool which with. Which I've heard, no, you know. No, no, no. Woman was Holy Spirit and God. Yes. I don't think so. Yes. Oh, no. I okay, had to fine. read it and I had to watch it. It no. was Octavia <laughs> Spencer was God in that oh, show. Yeah. The, and there was an Asian woman as the Holy Spirit. Right. Because now their reasoning on that is it was because what he trusts the most. He was right. like, you don't trust a man. You can't like, so I was like, okay, I get that. And I feel like that's definitely something God would do. He'd be, <laughs> right. he'd be like, sure. I'm going to go ahead and just be Octavia Spencer. Cause you're going to trust me. Trust <laughs> yeah, I trust Octavia Spencer unless she's giving me some pie. That is the only thing. If she's giving me some doo-doo pie, I'm not about it. But pie. other than that, Octavia Spencer. Yeah, I would trust her. Okay. So yes, that is, I think that, that would you good recast? Would you trust God? If God sounded like Abigail Breslin in signs. Oh no. See, that's what I'm thinking. Like, is that what you're thinking? I have, what did she say? Like there's microbians. I don't know. Microbians. He took a sip of it and now it's got his amoebas yeah, in it. Like amoeba. if God has a, a speech impediment, like a child does like the cute ones, I would just go, who, who is this? <laughs> Who I don't think I would trust God? God if he sounded like five-year-old Abigail Breslin. I don't think I would. Now I definitely would if he sounded like Octavia Spencer, like without a doubt in any role she's played. I don't care. Uh, I would, I would trust the Lord's voice. And you need to go it, tell that man to let my people go. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm saying, okay. Yes, sir. Uh, and then also Val Kilmer. I just, I still get it. I still get it. It's still that. Oh, I'm done. I'm done every time. I just go, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I haven't let your people go. I don't know. Uh, I, tr I would trust either of those. Excellent. Okay. Uh, good recast. I think this is one of our, probably one of our most varied. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Finn um, Diesel. My last note on the movie was that I watched this on Peacock. I'm interested if, if this happened to y'all too. The, do you remember the movie that it queued up next for you? It queued up El Dorado, Dorado for us. Oh, it queued up El Dorado for no, you? Okay. No, no, it was something else. Immediately. No, okay. I think it was something else, but I don't remember what it was. For me, it queued up Kung Fu Masters of the Zodiac, Origins of the Twelve. Oh my gosh. And I was okay, like, uh, it might have, she's saying that it, <laughs> it, it had those several at the bottom and it's like, you might like. So uh -huh. we watched El Dorado queued, immediately. I think the queued may have been that. The one that it was like, if you just press play, <gasps> this is going to happen was Kung Fu, Ma it, it, which is like a, who's choosing these. It, it was like a, uh, it was like a great value Kung Fu Panda knockoff. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was that kind of thing. I was like, that does you not, liked that the movie compute. of Exodus. Here is Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah. Here's Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Good recast, good coverage. 
let's find out how well we can cook lamb. I think this is going to be simpler than last week. We kind of needed a win after our chocolate, chocolate yes. adventure uh, last week. So I think we're going, we're going simple. But with, with Passover, you know, part of the instructions to the Hebrews were to not just to kill the lamb and put the blood on the doorpost, but they were instructed to eat the lamb. Um, and so we're going to do that. I'm going to tell you we're not like following proper Passover procedures. I don't have a kosher kitchen. It's not like that. But we're gonna we're gonna do some lamb. And just I've try never it. had lamb in my whole life. I've had gyros, which I believe are lamb. Yes. Right. I've and always had chicken. Gyros. I've always had oh, chicken. Okay. So if so, I'm ready. If real, if regular lamb tastes anything like gyro lamb, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but we're about to find out. And then we're also gonna make some hummus. Uh, if you've never tried to make homemade hummus, I encourage it. It's really simple. So easy. We'll tell you all about it uh, when we come back. We say break. that now. We say that now. We'll we'll come we're back done. and tell you if it's so easy. <laughs> Slide up to the snack bar. All right, gang. We are back here with our uh, lamb chops with rosemary sauce and homemade hummus and just some extra onions. And we went all out Frito scoops. <laughs> yeah, so we do not I have already pita. had in the house. Yeah, so you know what? Use what you got. So here's uh, kind of how we cook. Go ahead and start trying it. Go and try it. And I'll, I'll talk through the recipe. Okay, we got hummus right now. First first up is a hummus. Crunch incoming. Oh, good crunch. Bam. How's the hummus? That's some killer hummus. See, now, the Frito has a specific taste, so I'm <clears> trying to get a lot of hummus. Yeah, of this. course. So hummus, if you want to make hummus at home, you'll probably never just buy hummus again. Like once you start doing it at home... It's really easy. You just need some chickpeas, a.k.a. garbanzo beans. Um, you need some stuff called tahini. That's kind of the one odd thing. Um, it says it's like crushed sesame. It's like the peanut butter of sesame seeds. Yes, exactly. You need some of that. You need some lemon juice. Um, and that's really it. We use lime. It we actually used, didn't change. Yeah, it we used much. lime um, and, uh, you know, some olive oil. And that's kind of that's kind of about it. Really easy to make. You just blend them all together. There's no, like, extra cooking or anything like that. Just... Do them in a blender, a food processor, and it makes just fantastic hummus. We also added some crushed red pepper, um, that kind of stuff. It tastes so, like cayenne. I'm going to do a, a little bit of this here. Oh, man. I'm going to do it again now that we're here. There you go. All right. Delicious. I can't wait to see. So we're recording these in advance of their release by a couple of months, really. And I can't wait to see the onslaught of emails that we get about people who tell us how angry it makes them when we like eat into the microphone. This is just going to be a part of it. Okay. Some like we're going to have, it. we're going to have some crunches. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean the goopy things are not as loud. We'll try not to smack. How yeah, about that? Yeah. Crunches, we'll, crunches happening. We're not going to be chewing gum into the microphone. Yeah. So our rosemary sauce, um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and put the recipe for this in the show notes. Um, this is from Traeger.com and, um, Really interesting flavor profile to the rosemary sauce. It's got Dijon mustard. It's got Worcestershire and soy sauce. Um, it's got olive balsamic. oil, balsamic vinegar, and then some uh, onion and garlic. It's a str- It's got some strong flavors to it. Some strong, strong flavor, and so uh, I'm really interested to see what it what it does with the lamb. The lamb was the easiest part by far. Yeah, the lamb, just a little salt, a little pepper. Uh, put it on the grill at 450, about six minutes aside until it cooks to an internal temperature of about 145. That's Whitney dropping her Sorry. utensils. Um, internal temp of about 145 for like a medium rare, or you can go longer. Um, so yeah, let's dig into this lamb and, and see how this is. Sorry to this lamb. Sorry to this lamb. Oh, no. Oh, man, that's great. 
I just chewed into the mic and that probably wasn't a great one, but I can cut that, that, that was fantastic. And I'll be home. Oh man, that is just, I'm going to get a little onion. We, we sauteed some onions with this so lamb and onion. Yeah, lamb seems very easy to make. Yeah. It's like, you don't do too bad unless you're like smoking meats for like hours until like the technical side of it. This is just one of those is easier. lamb the same thing as a mutton or those two different things? I think so, things? mutton and lamb, yeah, I believe so. Same. Yeah, this is a great flavor. It's not very like, uh, it's not as strong as like venison. No. You know, it's not that no, kind of flavor. Gamey. It's not gamey. Um, yeah, it's a mild, a mild flavor. This is successful, especially as my first time ever having lamb. This is really nice. So you would do lamb again? Oh, absolutely. Uh, now I feel bad because I go, yeah, this is a baby, you know, but, but here we are and it's, and it's wonderful. Yeah. I guess you had to do it when Ryan, I guess it has to be young because it's more tender that way. And she, wow. I just right. got a piece that was much less cooked. Like it was less. Yeah. It was more well rare. done yeah. and it was significantly better. Mm. Wow, that yeah, is, mine's still pretty better. pretty pink in the middle. Did your keys, did yours keep a pink color or mine did it kept just the mildest pink color? Mine okay. is like mine is, <laughs> <laughs> Whitney's getting up for more sauce. Mine is uh, it's not well done, but it's like medium well, and yours is medium rare, yeah. right? It mm-hmm. definitely, I think it needs to be medium mine's rare. Mine's medium rare to medium, yeah. Very good, good texture, different texture than beef. It is. I prefer this. I think smoother, like. When I was vegan, the thing that I wanted the most, I was like, you cannot replicate this, is a steak. And this gives me all the this gives me all the things that I wanted. Oh my gosh. I went straight from just as a side note, I went straight from being vegan to being on the mission field for a while. So still on the mission <laughs> field, but straight from vegan to going full time in missions. And we went to Africa and I had this, uh, I had three steaks. I was like, might as well get the meat platter. I don't know why I did that, but it was the end of the week. I was like, it's South Africa. I'm going to eat wildebeest, bless Bach and antelope. It did not agree with me. I would still do it today. Right now. If you were like, do you want some antelope? Do you want some bless Bach? I would do it. I don't care if the repercussions were the same. I would do it. All right, so I think we agreed this is our most like meal thing that we've made. Absolutely. Like we're gonna have to stop after we uh, after we close here and finish actually eating. We made a whole lunch here, um, but I think it's been good. Definitely a win after last week. Yeah, you know. yeah. Chocolate, we may not be the best at, but we yeah, can but cook some dead animals. Lamb, we did. <laughs> lamb, we did all right. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to mess up an onion and uh, yeah. easy. Um, you know, hummus is one of the easiest like home things that you just never thought about trying to do yourself. Um, but you definitely should. I recommend it. It's much cheaper than than getting a you know eight dollar uh, little tin of hummus. Definitely more Look, for this, your money for sure. Yeah, this isn't kosher and it's not Passover approved. But right. thank you to our Jewish friends. This That's is right. wonderful. <laughs> That's right. Thank you to the to the Lord who commanded the lamb be uh, eaten. All right, um, man. We hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. We hope you're enjoying what we're doing here on Cinema Snack Bar. We hope you like the movies. We hope you like the food, and we hope you'll come back next week for more of it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Cinema Snack Bar. Um, and if you want to throw some support behind the show and help us to be able to afford bigger pieces of lamb than this, um, you can. You can <laughs> they uh, are the smallest. No. They are the smallest little things. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. Uh, it's perfect, actually. Um, otherwise, we'd just be like gorging ourselves yes. on huge lamb steaks. Yeah, that's not a good lunch. 
No, that's, that's a little heavy. And you can always visit us at cinemasnackbar.com if you have messages, if you want to check out the archives as we build them, uh, and uh, get we'll throw some recipes up on there, that kind of thing. Check out the blog, you know, all of it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week with uh, my next pick on Cinema Snack Bar. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Zeke. The end. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I am becoming a singer. <laughs>